You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good morning, family. My name is Leo Mejia. I am part of the Metro LA Campus Ministry, and I would like to thank you and welcome you to our our service today. Um, My amazing sister Cece and I will continue on the topic of intentional. Uh, She will start us off, but before that, I just want to do a quick prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today's day. I thank you for just letting us be able to celebrate your son today, Lord, and just be, being able to do um, this service today. I thank you for just all the campus students just giving their all today, Lord. I pray you just be with us and help us to be encouraging to uh, the whole uh, communion and everything, Lord. Uh, I pray you just be with us and help us to um, just give a powerful uh, lesson to everybody, Lord. I pray for all, all the families in, um, in the world, Lord, just throughout this whole, uh, coronavirus stuff, Lord. Um, I pray you could just be with all the people and for, and pray for healing in the world, Lord, with all this social injustice stuff happening up in this world right now, Lord, in our lives. I thank you for just letting me be able to be part of this, uh, ministry. Um, and just thank you for all the blessings and everything you do for me, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And now I'm going to have our amazing sister in Christ, Cece Evans, start us off. Amen. Thank you, Leo. Um, for those who do not know me, my name is Cece Evans. I have now been a disciple for seven years this year, baptized on March 13th, or 17th of 2013. I am in the amazing campus ministry, and just recently I've celebrated my 21st birthday. Um, something really exciting that my family and I are going to do to celebrate is go backpacking. So for five days and six, or sorry, five nights and six days, my family and I will be hiking 25 miles, trekking up to 12,500 feet with 30 plus pounds on our backs. Um, the decision to go on this trip was definitely not on a whim. There have been countless of hours of planning, preparation, and work that has gone into this. My family and I have made sure that everything is accounted for down to the very last detail of our meals, acquiring safe water, appropriate clothing, durable tents, and even warm sleeping bags and safety precautions. We are even training almost every single day to make sure that our bodies can keep up with the elevation and rigorous terrain. Going on this trip without having a plan and instead recklessly diving into this adventure could result in extreme bodily harm or even death. However, the amazing accomplishments that we will get to experience will happen from diligently preparing for our trip before we set. Following our plans is going to be more than worth it. I think as people, we are intentional about a lot of things. Our vacations, our school, our relationships, career, and a million of other examples. In the same way we are so purposeful about a lot of things, how much more do you think Jesus, Jesus expects from us? Our region's theme this year is fixing our eyes on Jesus, and what better way to do so than with an intentional heart, mind, and strength. God created each of us diligent, for he is intentional. We see that in the hundreds of scriptures that God has written out for us, but more specifically in Romans 28, um, sorry, Romans 8, 28, and Job 38. In Romans 8, 28, it says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Um, And to paraphrase, when God rebukes Job in Job 38, God said, I laid the earth's foundations, marked off its dimensions, fixed the limits for the light and darkness, gave orders to the morning and to the dawn. 
God made the earth with features to stand out like a garment, and so on and so forth. I believe God is intentional in everything that he does. When he created us, he knew all the strands of hair that will ever exist in our head. He knows all the stars in the sky. He knows all the people to have ever lived and will ever live. He knows all of our stories, our sin, and our accomplishments, and yet he still wants a deep and personal relationship with every single one of us. If that doesn't prove a purposeful and deliberate God, then I don't know what does. Every detail of God is premeditated and thoroughly thought out. And since I, as a disciple, am called to follow him and imitate Jesus' example, then I need to live my life thoughtfully and deliberately. But not just because I love God and Jesus, not just because the Bible commands me to, but because that is who they are and I should also be. Jesus lived intentionally throughout the New Testament. But personally for me, something that has always shown a great example of this is not when Jesus fed the 5,000, but afterwards when he went up to pray. Jesus could have easily basked in his glory of, you know, feeding the 5,000, performing a miracle. Or he could have stayed behind with the brothers and sisters for good food and for fellowship. And personally for me, as an extrovert, I would definitely do that if I were in his shoes. However, Jesus knew it was necessary to go up and be with the Father. I like to think he, calc- he calculated his life meticulously and understood that he needed to live by design for the Lord. Living intentionally means performing purposefully in word and action. Living my life as a disciple means living a meaningful and fulfilling life that pleases the Lord. Just like it says in Colossians 3:23. Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart, as working for the Lord, not for human masters. So something that we as a campus has learning is that whatever we do, not just when we go to church, not just when we do our school, not when we go to our nine-to-five jobs, and not certainly just when we meet together on Zoom. No, it says whatever we do, literally encompassing everything. I know for me, being intentional is very important in living out my faith. However, it's also my greatest weakness. (laughs) That means I have to be intentional, not just in school or my relationships and friendships or my relationship with God, but in cleaning my room and driving safely, posting on social media and absolutely every single thing I do. And I'm not always following that example, even though I know it's essential to God. Even though I failed in the many areas of my seven years of walking with God, I have learned way more about Jesus' journey and his example. He was deliberate and thoughtful in how he walked with God and with others. I want to strive to align my lifestyle alongside his, and the only way to do so is fixing my eyes, my heart, and my mind on the Lord. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. Our amazing brother in Christ, Leo Mejia, will now continue our sermon. Thank you, Cece. Uh, the topic of being intentional is very important to me because before I found God, my life, my life had no direction and no compass. I had no vision for my future, so I would look for meaning and purpose in other ways. For example, I would look for it in unhealthy relationships. I wanted authentic and genuine love, not something fake and half-hearted. I searched for closeness with my friends, my compadres, uh, and in my love life. But it seemed as if no one wanted the connection with me. And even with, and even with the friends I had, we grew apart and, and had different interests overall, over time. I believe that Ephesians 4, 29-32 provides the best compass on our journey towards meaningful relationships with people and especially with God. 
Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others, up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgive each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Uh, when studying out this, vibe, this verse, I feel challenged to be thoughtful about how I share my heart and opinions. For me, the opposite of encouragement is taking, is talking out of ignorance. Being wholesome means helping people to grow and encourage them in places where, where they struggle. We can't force people to listen, but I, I know for personal, from personal experience that my life has benefited when I act on the encouragement and advice of others. As a campus disciple, I've learned that in order to have meaningful relationships with people, I have to change myself first. Change the way I treat people, strive to live out Jesus' love to my brothers, sisters, and the world. Showing it verbally with my actions and with my heart, and by serving others or just giving up some time or giving up of my time to people. This was definitely a struggle at the beginning of my walk with God. It was difficult giving to people and I often expected something in return. I was still broken with trust issues and full of past hurts. It took a long time before I understood the true meaning of sacrifice according to the Bible. Forgiveness was another big struggle as a young college Christian. Even to this day, it's hard to fully forgive when I believe that, that a person has caused me harm. But I have learned and I am still learning that love is intentional. Jesus was merciful and compassionate with people who wronged him. As it, as it says in verse 31 through 32, how can I be bitter towards someone and still be like Jesus? How can I love God and still hold a grudge? The past three years as a Christian in the campus ministry has stretched my faith. And the scriptures have taught me how to seek meaningful and spiritual relationships, relationships that become stronger through times of conflict and tension. Relationships that glorify God by following in Jesus' steps. Or rather, I feel that my faith has been trained. Because in, in Ephesians 6, 10 through 15, it says, Finally be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. The scripture makes me feel like a warrior, like an Aztec warrior, connecting to like my Mexican roots. Ephesians teaches that we can, we can live like noble warriors. And I think that in reality, we are. Noble warriors for Christ. We battle against Satan in our daily lives and with people who, be, who can be hurt, harmful or hurtful. Today we have a battle on two fronts, with COVID-19 and with social injustice. But the spiritual battle includes all of these. So we have to arm ourselves with God's word and increase the number of hard-fighting soldiers. It reminds me of the movie 300. The Spartans were few in numbers, but were solid. And they didn't even have armor. We have the belt of truth buckled around their waist and the breastplate of righteousness in place. The Spartans fought for their freedom. Christians fight for the personal righteousness and the righteousness of others as commanded in the scriptures. But it but it's also comforting to know that God is not our commander in faith, but also our loving and, and 
and generous Father. Because He has given us all the spiritual armor that doesn't need to be manufactured or upgraded. All the pieces are freely available when I study my Bible and step out on faith. Because the cost has already been paid. Thinking about that just makes me feel hyped. To wrap things up, let's go to John, John 3, 16-19. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is a verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. When I read this verse, I think God did not, God did not sacrifice Jesus to punish us. Rather, I think it's a plea to believe, run from sin, and save ourselves. I am, I am so in love and thankful to my Lord because He saved my life and healed my, my broken heart. I don't, I don't even know where I would be right now if my friend Steve Castillo had not convinced me to study the Bible. When I think about my life before Jesus, I wonder why I even needed to be convinced. Because I was so broken and felt so, learned, so, so alone, I turned to marijuana. I was, a, I was abusing it to the point that I would lie to my parents, saying that I was, I was going to go to the skate park with my friends. But I would arrive and just smoke with them. It felt good to escape from all these negative emotions in my heart. But that high was only temporary, and I was, I was fine with that. Like John 3.16, probably the first time that I felt that God was working in my life was when my dad confronted me about my drug use. My dad was not harsh or angry. Instead, he showed mercy and pleaded with me to stop using. When I finally started earnestly studying the Bible, John 3.16 heavily impacted me because it reminded me of my dad's mercy and the way he pleaded with me. I actually understood that God was willing to sacrifice His one and only Son in order to open my eyes and heart. Reading that verse for the first time broke me instantly. I became sober and started seeking an authentic relationship with God. And I thank both my physical Father and my Heavenly Father for the fact that I've been clean for three years. God truly wants the best for His sons and daughters, His familia. I hope that people who are seeking God experience the same amazing things that I, I have personally experienced while studying the Bible. And in conclusion, my heart is that anyone who reads the Scriptures and seeks God would experience the incredible spiritual training that He has intentionally planned out for each of us. Thank you for your time and attention. I hope you have a great morning. You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit metrolaregion.com.